Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. On the Record with White House Correspondent April Ryan. Today, I'm pleased to have on the podcast with me, On the Record with April Ryan, a friend and someone who is a new author. Well, he's written a couple books before, but this is his latest offering, Divided We Stand. Dr. Chris Metzler, a Republican strategist and um, very close with this administration. Hello, Dr. Metzler. How are you? Hi, April. How are you? I'm great. Now, talk to me about, well, first of all, congratulations on the book. It's not easy Thank to write you. a book. Thank you. You're That's welcome. Fantastic. So, talk to me. Um, you are a Republican. And I am. Who has Democratic friends. <laughs> and who I has do. friends who are reporters. Um, me, I guess you would say. Talk to me about this book, Divided We Stand. Why now? Why, do you, why did you write this? So for me, um, the country is increasingly uh, divided. The republic is increasingly divided. And my thought was to really explore conservatism in its true form as a way of moving both center-left and center-right to solutions. I'm less concerned about um, politics and name-calling and Um, all of these things, and I'm more concerned about how do we address the issues uh, so that we can move forward. So at the the end of the day, what's the solution uh, with keeping us unified, uh, building the bridge uh, to put a, put some distance, not distance, but to build a bridge to kind of close the divide? So a couple of things. Number one, we're never going to agree 100%, which I actually think is a good thing um, because really simply always agreeing doesn't get to the issue. So we have to recognize that. The question is not what divides us, but what unites us. So as we look, for example, Um, on the issue of school choice and education, what are the two or three things that both center-left and center-right can agree on um, on solving the issue of education? It also goes to the economic divide. It also goes to uh, the issue of how we are structured as a society. It's more about looking at what we can Um, agree on and less about what we disagree on. Because if we spend our time on areas of disagreement, we never get to healing the republic. Uh, and, and, And that's my tact in the whole book. Okay, I hear you. Um, There needs to be common ground on what we agree on. Well, I understand that Democrats and Republicans agree that there needs something, something needs to be done with poverty. But the devil is always in the details. You may agree with yeah. something, but you find um, how to get to that end result 
can pull you apart. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so um, I was just named scholar-in-residence at Insight America. Insight America is um, an organization that brings together on a monthly basis members of the existing administration, whether it is Democrat or um, uh, Republican, to focus on the issues that are moving themselves forward. Um, The Secretary of Education will join us on the 21st of this month. Um, Moving forward, what we're going to do at Insight is to have an interview with the Secretary and then have both the center-left and the center-right move an agenda forward, Whether whether it is education, whether it is um, economics, whether it is labor, whether it is any of those areas that affect our um, the country as a whole, we have to not only host a breakfast series, which we do, but we need to have measurable results. This is less about part- partisanship and more about healing the soul of the republic. Um, I think it's fundamentally important that we have uh, both parties. I think that's important because we're not always going to agree on the issues. And so Insight, um, with my help as its first-ever scholar-in-residence, aims to do that, starting with the Secretary of Education. So, realistically... With this polarizing president, do you really believe that there can be a unification of both parties? I, I, I think they can. Because, look, every president, whether it's a Democratic president or Republican president, has an expiration date. We understand that presidents serve for a maximum of eight years. The question becomes, when that president leaves office, have we forged enough relationships with um, the career professionals to be able to move an agenda forward. Too many people get caught up in the existing president rather than long-term. I take the position that Healing America's Soul is a long-term strategy. It is not a one-off. It is not um, a photo op. It's not a press opportunity. It is about building and forging those relationships that will continue to exist regardless of political party or political affiliation. And I think more people really need to take the long view rather than the short view. So what are some of the things that you're pulling from from the past? I mean, I'm thinking about George W. Bush, how he said he wanted to be a unifier. I'm thinking about Bill Clinton, who wanted to be a unifier. There's always going to be something that's intrinsic to both parties to want to fight, but yet want to come together. Um, who are you pulling from from the past uh, as well, you try to I go fences? Yeah, I actually go further back than that. I go back to Frederick Douglass. Um, and Abraham Lincoln. Of Douglas. And Abraham Douglas Lincoln. has always been about the American dream, regardless of race, color, creed, religion, etc., and about succeeding in America, 
I pull largely from Douglas. Um, Douglas, Madam C.J. Walker, Harriet Tubman, um, all of those folks had been about action and not talk. I, I think, so for example, if you look at Bill Clinton's conversation on race, um, if you look at Obama's Bear Summit on race, those issues resulted, frankly, in nothing. Um, but I go back to Douglas, who essentially pulled on the issue of economic um, survival. I, you know, I think particularly for people of color and black people in particular, the issue is about entrepreneurship. If, in fact, what we expect is that any party will give us opportunity, we are sadly mistaken. Um, it is about how do we build entrepreneurship? How do we become mas- how do we become masters of our own fate? And I think we've in many respects lost that dialogue and lost that direction. Um, and for me, part of the reason that I am really attracted to conservatism is because it's about self-determination. It's about free market. It's about free ideas and the ability to prosper regardless of the prop, the party in office. So let's go back to Frederick Douglass. Let's go back to Madam C.J. Walker. Frederick Douglass was a man who wanted to see um, freedom for enslaved Africans or descendants of Africans Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a time when there was not freedom he was pushing Mm -hmm. for the Emancipation Proclamation with then President Abraham Lincoln he was a significant player in the dialogue Mm -hmm. I mean he was so significant you know um, today if Frederick Douglass were around we would call him a kitchen cabinet member not being derogatory towards him and that's what you call someone who is not within an administration but who does kind of uh, give advice, consults, um, right? You know, and then thinking of Madam C.J. Walker, how she was the first millionaire, uh, first black millionaire on hair care products, but she also uh, had a political bend. She would mm-hmm. um, have the women who worked for her uh, talk kitchen politics, and they would talk about things about changing. Um, changing things you know from lynchings to all sorts of politics as it pertained to black america so what is the what do you see today because today is totally different back then we didn't have the freedoms that we are supposed to be enjoying today um as black people and now um you know back then you know those hundreds of years ago but now what is it that you see that um makes you hearken to them today? Well, because in addition to, so a couple of things. One, it was economic success and prosperity without regards to relying on a particular government to do it for them. That's number one. Number two, as it relates to Madam C.J. Walker, at the end of the day, she was about economic empowerment and social change. See, to me, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. You don't have to be about economic empowerment as opposed to being for social, for social change. 
the two are not inconsistent. They're not diametrically opposed. Um, And so I think in the modern era, uh, era, what we have done is we have pretty much said you have to be one or the other. I think that's a flaw. It's an intellectual flaw. It's a practical flaw. Um, In the modern time, what both uh, Frederick Douglass and Madam C.J. Walker taught us is entrepreneurship for blacks, for people of color, um, is the way out of the situation in which we find ourselves. We are, um, if you go back to NASA, if you go back to the women who essentially saved NASA, and, and they did those mathematical calculations by hand. If you go back, and those were black women, you go back to that stuff, it, it is that that we have that we need to explore rather than rely on the government or a political party to give us that because that's not going to happen. At the end of the day, what's the takeaway from this magnificent book, Dr. Metzler? The takeaway is be open to a number of perspectives, whether it is um, Republican, Democratic, whatever. Um, That's one. Two, understand the facts before you make a decision. Number three, understand that, you know, politics, we as black people, need to understand the importance of politics. Politics is much more important in our lives than the hip-hop culture, than the music culture, than any of those kinds of things. While those things are interesting, um, that's not what impacts our lives. I think that's important to understand. It's also important for us to think for ourselves based on facts. And if we look at facts, we can then decide whatever. I don't think that all blacks should be Democratic or Republican or independent or any of those kinds of things. I do think, however, that we need to make decisions based on facts and based on the things that are important to us individually and as a community. And at the end of the day, that's the takeaway. Dr. Chris Metzler, I thank you so much for joining me with On the Record with April Ryan. You're always insightful and always learn a little something from you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, my friend. Take care. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contain high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. 
Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.